Guys, welcome to another episode of the Unconventional Education Show, where we talk entrepreneurship, we talk mindset, and we talk life experiences to help you level up and become the best version of yourself. Tonight, I have with me a very special guest. Him and I met back in 2018. We were actually both top income earners within our network marketing company that year. I met him backstage, and I just remember meeting him and just being so blown away by how unapologetically himself he was, how real, how raw, and just how much respect everyone had for him. And as the years have gone on, we formed a great relationship. Uh, My buddy here has gone on to become the number one income earner in our company in Australia for ages 25 and under. He just recently started his first podcast. He is a mindset guru, and he's someone you guys are going to get tremendous value from. So I am so fired up to have with me tonight from Australia, the legend, Morgan Nelson. What's up, man? I'm so pumped to be here um, and to be seeing you just rocking this podcast. I know this is going to be absolutely freaking fire, dude. So I'm pumped. Thank you, brother. Yeah, you too. You're killing it as well. And I really wanted to have you on One as one of the first guests. You're, you're one of the people that... I connected with immediately in the company. I just love your attitude, love how unapologetic you are, and just love your hustle. So I think the best way to start is just show, uh, telling people a little bit about your background and where you came from and how you became the legend you are today, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, sure. So like, look, pretty much, you know, everything will go back to, uh, yeah, I'm from Australia, obviously, right? So never went to university, college or anything like that. Because over here, it's not really a thing. Like, you know, in the States, you know, it's kind of like a, you do that. And if you don't do that, then you're going to be a failure. You know, in Australia, it's not really like that. It's kind of like you, you go to university if you're smart enough. And if you have like, you want to go become lawyer, engineer, doctor, something like that. So, uh, which was good because, you know, when like I never finished school, like the only reason I stayed to year 12 was for the parties and the girls. That was the only reason, like it was just a good time. And people were saying to me, they're like, Morgan, you really shit at school. Why don't you just leave and go get a job? I'm like, why the fuck would I leave this? This is so fun. Like, I'm just enjoying these memories, right? This is, this is so fun to be here and soak up this before I go and become an adult into the big world. So I really enjoyed school. But then when I finished, I was like, I had no idea what to do. I, I had no idea what I was doing, man. And people were going to university and people were getting these scores and, and they were determining how successful one will be and how one wouldn't be based on the score they got. And I got a really shitty score, which, which on paper would determine me to be extremely unsuccessful and, and all that. Right. And uh, I was always kind of, um, what's the word? Like I, I, like I've kind of always rebelled. And if you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to do it. And so when I had people telling me like, Oh, that I'm not going to amount to anything really. Cause I got such a shit score. It's like, yeah, yeah, we'll see. And, but I had no idea what I was going to do. And, and, you know, I went, I went, traveled Europe for two months. That was incredible. And I got this taste of freedom of just like this crazy, awesome, fun lifestyle of, you know, going out and partying and tomorrow waking up and getting on a train and go to another country if I feel like, like I just love that freedom. Right. And that came to an end. I came back to Australia and I had to get myself a job. I had to hit reality. So a friend hooked me up with an apprenticeship to become a carpenter. And I was like, yeah, that's not too bad building houses and all of that. And, um, 
I jumped into it because I, I did what I thought I had to do, right? Because they, they tell you, if you want to become successful, you need to work hard. That's what everyone tells you to do. And so I was following and, and I was kind of resent, res, like I was kind of resentful to the whole, like, I didn't want to have to go to the job. I'm like, why can't my life just be fun and free, right? Because when we're little, we dream about our life being free. Like no one who's 10 years old dreams about driving a piece of shit car to go to a piece of shit job site to hang around people that they don't even like to collect a check from someone else telling them how much they're worth. No one dreams about that when they're 10 years old, right? Somewhere along the way we get suppressed. We get our dreams taken away from us and we get told that, Hey, maybe you should conform. Maybe you should go to university college, get some debt, get that degree, go get that job, kiss some ass for 50 years and beg for a paycheck every weekend. You know, you know, just be stressed all the time financially. And, and, that that becomes normal and and what i've never understood is like when did that become normal and i watched all my friends kind of start to conform to that and i was like that's just crazy like i've always had this attitude i'm like i, I never want to be like that right and then uh you heard my story the other day right? I was, when i was 18 years old i was sitting in the pub after a day of work and this older fella came into me he's about 50 years old so he's, he's older but like not not old to be retired right he's about 50 he came in he was playing golf it was a Wednesday. Like his days, and him and his buddies just came in. They're all in golf gear and stuff. And 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 I'm at the bar, and he comes up, orders a beer next to me. And I said to him, I said, "Mate, how are you and your mates playing golf and it's a Wednesday? Like, what the hell?" I'm like, "If I if I buy you a drink, can you tell me what the hell you do?" I bought him a beer. He said, "Sure." And this guy could have like, and this is like, and I should probably tell this story more often because he's, he's a really nice guy. This guy, I hope I meet him one day. I, I can't remember his name. And he gave me the time, this 18-year-old punk kid, uh, bleach blonde hair at the time, gave me the time because I said, if I, if I buy you a beer, can you tell me what you do? And he sits down, he's like, I've created a, a passive income. I'm like, what is a passive income? And he goes, well, I have a business that works for me when I'm not even there. And I'm like, that's incredible. What is it? And he goes, I own a brothel. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, wow, cool, cool, cool. Tell me more. And then he's just explaining it in like layman's terms. He's like, look, it costs X amount of dollars per year. Cause in Australia, they're legal. They're everywhere in Australia. Okay. Right. <laughs> and, and, um, so he goes, it costs me X amount of dollars per year to have a license for it. We, we pay for the, have the license. Then apart from that, he goes, I pay rent. I pay electricity bill and a whole bunch of condoms and lube. <laughs> he goes, that's it. And he goes, you know, when, when someone comes in, there's an X amount of fee. The girl takes X amount of dollars. I take X amount of dollars. Whatever she makes extra behind the doors is hers, but we, we always keep this. He goes, the great thing is, is there's always just like, he goes, on a shit week, I'm still turning over 20K profit. And I'm like, that's phenomenal. And I'm thinking in my head, this is, now he's got this business model that people are, you know, you're supplying the need for a customer, right? And, and as funny as it is, it's still business is business. And, and I was just gobsmacked. I'm like, this is such an incredible business model. And until... Uh, literally I was 22 probably I had in my head I'm saving up money because I'm going to buy a brothel he told me you go save up 200 grand and you could probably get started and I'm thinking 200 grand 20k weeks you know if I that that's that's great you know I'm gonna be profiting in you know in, in no time and and uh, I'm like that's this is amazing right so I literally had in my head I'm like I need to create some kind of business model like that it's because when we think about getting the business, creating freedom, that's usually where we go to like a traditional business, right? So that's what was in my head. So here I am working my ass off as a carpenter, working my absolute butt off, you know, 50, 60, 70 hours a week, 
know, I was 18, 19 years old, I really got around definitely the wrong kinds of people, a lot of drugs, like alcohol or depression, uh, you know, definitely like in that whole mix. Like I, I was at rock bottom. Like I was in the conversation of rock bottom in shit lives. I really, really was. And I just decided that, you know, that's when I started to develop this, there's four pillars of success. And the first one is your environment. You need to get your environment right. So when I realized that I'm in this area, I'm suicidal, I'm fucking on drugs to wake up, go to sleep, chill out, do everything, right? Like I was, my life was just functioned off of drugs. And it just hit me. And I'm like, where did this all go wrong? Like what's going on? And I changed my environment. That's why I was up there. I was in this, in this uh, state of mind. And, and so that's when I decided, I'm like, if I want to get out of here, I need to get around. The, I need to change the people I'm around. So I, I left where I was working, um, which resulted in me having to quit my apprenticeship, right? which was really hard to do. Cause I'm like, just keep at it. Keep at it. It's what kept me there for so long. And at the end of the day, I'm like, well, what's most important is my happiness. So I had, I had to get out of there and I, I quit that for a little while, ended up getting back into it with a new, with a new boss, um, you know, and slowly started kind of coming out of it. And this is when I was just starting to really kind of figure things out. And in my head still, I'm like, work hard, work hard, work hard. Cause that's what everyone says you do save money and I'm going to buy a brothel. <laughs> like, like no <laughs> shit. I, I like, I'm like, I'm buying like nothing. Like this made so much more sense than buying property. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, this is where I'm going. I want to, I'm going to buy a business. I'm just going to buy a business. And then I was introduced to network marketing at 21 because I was looking for ways to make money which is why sometimes people question me on like the law of attraction and thoughts become things. And this is how I, this is how I break it down really simply. Like if, if you want to have dinner, if you want to have pizza for dinner tonight, John, and you think I'm going to have pizza for dinner now all day today, you're going to be looking for ways to get pizza. Am I going to make it? Am I going to go to the shops and buy it? Am I going to go, to Domino's Pizza Hut or whatever you guys have over there. Like, how am I going to do it <laughs> right now? You're gonna, your brain's going to start to look for ways, look for opportunities to create that. But if you never thought about having pizza for dinner, you never would have even looked at the opportunities that keep passing you by, which is why everything has to start in our mind. Everything starts in our mind. Everything's created two times as well. Once in our mind, once in a physical reality. And if it's not, that's called an accident. Right. So this is why like I've always visualizing like this lifestyle, this freedom lifestyle. I didn't know how, but I knew it was gonna happen. So then when my when my mate introduced me, he said, dude, come check out network marketing. I said, Isn't that a pyramid scheme? And he said, What's a pyramid scheme? And I said, I don't know either. Um, <laughs> to be to be fair, right? You know, because we I had big opinions and a very little bank account. There you go. Right. And I called it cold, I called it everything. And then when I went and checked it all out, I was like, Holy crap, man, this is what I've been looking like looking for my whole life. Leverage business model, a community of people that are supportive, positive, uh, that encourage you to be your best, right? And you can't get that anywhere. And then I saw the products, the products completely shifted my health, my life, like everything for me. And I just started to see it as a way to make some extra income. And literally, I was still, when I got started, it was still in my mind, I'm going to use this to make money to buy a brothel. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't understand. I didn't understand network marketing yet. I just thought it was a side hustle. I, just, I was just like, which it is, right? And most people use it as a side hustle. We make two, three, four hundred dollars a week. It's phenomenal. And that's what it was for me for about a year or two. So that's when that was the second pillar of success. Hey, your environment and you find the right vehicle. If you get around the right people, you're eventually going to find the right vehicle for you. So I found network marketing. The third pillar is the right time. So here I am two years into my journey in network marketing, making some cool cash and 
just some awesome extra cash money on the side. And I'm traveling more and having more of a free life. And, and like, you know, there's people in this business make a lot of money and I'm like, why, like, how come you're satisfied just making an extra 300 bucks a week when you can make three grand a week? Like what's going on? And then I just decided is when I, I was getting my vision and my why confused. I always had a vision. I want this lifestyle. I want to live in Mexico. I want to be free. And I thought that was my why. I thought that was why I was doing it, but that was my vision. And then when I decided what my why is, what why stands for is what hurts you. So when I asked myself that, what hurts me right now, financially, lifestyle, health, money, all of that, I started to really, and what that does is you find the pain. And it's like that story of a little boy that walks past uh, this porch and there's this old man on the porch and his dog is sitting there just howling and howling and howling. And the little boy goes up to the old man. He goes, hey, what's wrong with your dog? He won't shut up. And he goes, oh, he's sitting on a nail. He goes, well, why doesn't he just get off the nail? He goes, because it doesn't hurt enough for him yet. And until we figure out our own pain and why we have to shift and why we have to fucking move now, then we'll keep getting the same shit. You'll always get what you tolerate. And that's, you know, the enemy of a great life is a good life. So it's like you, it's, it's like you live in a seven out of 10 lifestyle where it's not too bad where you can just get through, you know, but it's, you're comfortable enough where you're not going to do the things necessary to go to an eight, nine, 10 lifestyle. And that's when I realized my life was good. I was making okay money, had friends, you know, it was, it was safe. It was comfortable. And then I decided, well, if not now, then when we create our own time. So with my why in place, so strict on why I had to change and where I wanted to go. I just asked myself, if not now, then when, and then that's when we decide, right. We can decide right now, listen to this podcast. You can decide right now is the right time. You can decide that, right? So that's when I thought that, that was the third one, the right time. And uh, the, the fourth one is the right you. Now, the right you is always developing. So when I made that decision, I then went full-time, created financial freedom six months later. I quit my job and I moved to Mexico, living my ideal life. I lived in Mexico on the beach, surf town, sunsets every day. It was freaking gorgeous. Uh, literally all I wanted. Then it grew into six-figure residual income. I've spent the last three years traveling the world, living in Bali, uh, you know, doing like you live in the States, you live on the other side of the world. And I still see you like three times a year, right? Like that's, that's, that's the kind of lifestyle I want to create. Crazy. And, you know, so I was able to do that, but through these, through, through these four things, right? Get the right environment, the right vehicle, choose to be the right time and keep developing you. So am I the right me to do what I've done? Yes. But am I the right me now to become, say, a multimillionaire? No, but I'm working on that daily. That's why we've got to continually work on ourselves uh, every single day. Wow. That's, that's awesome, man. And I think we can just stop the podcast now and everyone just save every dime you make and go put it in a bank account so you can afford a brothel is what the message is. <laughs> <laughs> but like i'm still looking for some joint ventures that's still not the god it's a good business model listen man if it's legal in, in, in australia it sounds like some great residual income you can create so, <laughs> that that's so funny bro and when you had that in your story the other day i was like it, it was so funny the way you told it and just that you're you're dead set you're gonna buy a brothel but what's so funny and, what and i was there? and i was playing golf on a wednesday that's why i thought of it i'm like here i am playing golf on a wednesday no i didn't so sometimes people get so fixated on the how, mm -hmm. but not the end result. And like, so if I had got so fixated on that, 
I would have said no to network marketing. So I said, no, um, this is, this has to be it, but it, it doesn't always have, if you just think about your vision and where you want to go and why you need to go there, let the how, let synchronicities just figure itself out because the right path's always made for you. Am I meant to own a brothel? Probably not. Like who knows? <laughs> Will I still one day? Who knows? Um, you know, but I'm chasing that. Right. So, so sometimes it's, that's why it's so important to have such an open mind say yes to everything and just go with the flow with everything because network marketing was not my chosen vehicle. It just fit in perfectly. Now I think it's the most lucrative business model on the entire earth. You can't create, there's nothing, show me something else where you can create a residual income on a part-time basis, fail 99% of the time, still make a lot of money. You have an extremely low buy-in cost, no risk. Show me something better than that to create residual income. And I'll do that as well. It's you're so on point, man. And you've already dropped so much value in just sharing your story across the board. And like you said about network marketing, man, uh, it's funny because I see people trying all this different shit all the time. I was talking to this kid the other day who wants to do a side hustle and he's talking to me about credit card churning. And I'm just like, it's just, it's like you were saying before, man, it's the vision is, is different. Like obviously why, why does he want to churn credit cards? You know, when you get down to it, it's not because they actually want to churn credit cards and do that shit online. It's because they want to make money somehow. And the, and the vehicle mm -hmm. we have is ingenious in, in my opinion. Yeah. And yeah. far beyond just the vehicle, because this show isn't just about network marketing, but it's our chosen path. And I think it, it, there's something to be said when you look at the community of people we're around and the people we've met and the people we, we've worked with and the, the success they've had far past just the financial success. Like it's, it, it's insane what you're able to do with this. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So going back and, and touching on it more, and I'm just so fixated on the brothel thing because I think it's hysterical, but <laughs> why, like, where do you think the disconnect is? Because you say along the way that people, their dreams get crushed. They, they just succumb. They kind of like just get handcuffed and, and let their just surrender to life in a way to whatever job it is or go through the motions. Like what happens along the way and why do you think that people quit on themselves and don't pursue the biggest passions and dreams they have? I think it's because it's the way it's always been done. I don't know if you never heard <clears throat> it's environment, right? Everything like, like anyone who tunes into my podcast, I'm pretty sure on every single episode, every person I interview, they're saying, you know, at some point along my journey, I changed my environment and things start to change. Because there's this story, right? There's this test that these bunch of scientists done in a lab with a group of monkeys. They, they, I can't remember the exact numbers. Let's just call it three. They had three monkeys in a cage with a bunch of bananas at the top of this pole. And every single time the monkey would try and climb up the pole to get the bananas, they would scold it with water. And it would get, go back down. The next monkey would try to go up, scold it with water, go back down. Monkey go up, scold it with water. To the point that every time they try to go up, they would scold it with water. So eventually they just wouldn't go. They wouldn't try to get the bananas anymore. Then they'd take out one monkey and put in a new monkey that hasn't been scolded. So the monkey tries to go up the pole. The other monkeys will pull it back down and beat the shit out of it because it knows that if you go up there, we're getting scolded. So it pulls back down and then they change another monkey, put another monkey in. So now there's one that's been scolded and two brand new ones tries to go up the pole. The others, pull it back down, beat it up. And they kept switching it until the point where there was three monkeys in there. None of them had been scolded and not one of them would want to go up the pole. That's right. Crazy. So it's because of the way it had been done before. It's the way they grew up. It's all they know. And if you had to ask the monkey, if you could talk to them and say, how come you're not going up the pole and getting the bananas, they would say, I don't know. 
or that say, if I go there, it's scary or it's fearful or whatever, right? So this is why I'm so, and that's why I love everything you do as well, because like, like the shit thing in life is judging by the postcode someone grew up in can really determine how much success they can have in life. Because if it's the way it's been done all the time, they're just following how their parents did and their parents are doing the best they can with the information they have. And they're doing the best that their parents did and their parents did. So, you know, that's why I'm passionate about what I'm doing because we give people the opportunity to shift their environment, shift their mindset and shift a different level of thinking. You know, the biggest problem with, with people is that they just don't actually think, you know, it's like a study. I don't remember the exact numbers right now off the top of my head, but a study out of a hundred people, Earl Nightingale says this, right? Out of a hundred people at 25 years old, at the age of 65, one will be rich. Four will be financially okay. I can't remember the number. 56 will be still working. 54 will be still working. 36 will be dead. I think it is. And the other small minority will be living off uh, other people that will be needing financial aid. So you've got top 5% that are actually well financially. And what, where it all comes down to, it's like, you know, you've got the option when you leave school, you can either conform and do things how they've always been done. You know, and if they're the results that you want, then by all means, go after it. But if you want something different, you need to think a different way. Like challenge the normal, challenge everything, question everything. Why, why does everything have, why does anything have to be one way? Why is, you know what I mean? So when I left school, I was just very rebellious to everything. Why do I need to go to university? Just because you're saying, you know, my teacher who makes 60K a year, who hates her life is telling me I need to go to university. That's not a very credible person for me to take life advice from, right? And people, that's another thing. They take advice from the wrong people, you know? They listen to their mom and dad for their whole life. Fair enough, you need to do that. Listen to your parents growing up. But when it comes to money, when it comes to business, unless your parents are multimillionaires and they create awesome businesses, they're probably not the people you want to go to for business and life advice in that matter. Like if you want to be the best, if you want to be the best uh, golf player, you need to study like Tiger Woods right? Be the best basketball player, say LeBron James, Michael Jordan. If you want to become the best basketball player, you're not going to go and ask your mom how to freaking throw free throws, right? Unless she's playing the NBA, right? So when it comes to creating your ideal life and, and an incredible lifestyle for yourself, you'll be so switched on and aware of where you're getting your information because everyone's going to, especially when you're leaving school and right when you're young, people are going to want to tell you what you should be doing, Right? Take it on board, acknowledge it, but just really take a second and think like, is this a credible source of information? Does this person have the lifestyle I want? Because everyone's like, you know, in Australia, I don't know if they say it, like we're pretty, we're pretty rude over here. But <laughs> they say like, you know, an opinion is like an asshole. Everyone's got one. <laughs> right. And you just need to like, everyone's going to want to give you opinions on what you should be doing. Even me. Don't take my advice if you don't want to live my lifestyle. Like I'm, I might not be someone for you to listen to, um, you know, but if what I've done is something that you kind of want to do as well, then it might be a good place to kind of start, you know, listen to people that actually give you better advice. So you asked me, where does people start to shift? I think between like probably 12 and 18, when they start to grow up more and see, and they had this pressure at school. What do you get to be when you grow up? How, how the fuck? Does anyone know what they want to be at 18 years old? Right. You're a kid. 
how do you, you want to have fun? You want to experience your life. How the hell can you be expected to go sign your life away, get in debt, go and study something that you're not even, that your parents are probably telling you you should do. And like, you don't even know what your values are. Your whole life's being run right now based on who you think you should be for your parents. Right. Until, until we become aware, we, we actually live and act based on who we think we should be to get approval from our one of our parents, whoever we crave the most love from growing up. You know, I saw this, who did you crave the most love from growing up? Mom or dad. And who did you have to be in order to get that attention and love of that person? And is that who you actually are? Is that who your core values are? Is that what you're actually wanting to create? That's when you start asking yourself some deep questions and find your passion and your purpose and, and find what you want to do for what you want and not instead of what your parents want. Man, that's so powerful. I think, and I, I definitely think that for some people, the corporate nine to five play it safe is probably best for them. But I think a lot of people who are in that structure and in that system have an idea or a burning passion that they want to take action on or they talk to their friends like they have this idea but they can never do it and they always have a story they're telling themselves as to why and so many people get beat up by failures and past experiences and shit like that and i look back at my past i'm so grateful for all my failures and all my experiences yeah. that didn't go right because they all every single one taught me something that either I, I figured out a way I don't want to do something or I figured out something I'm not passionate about or I learned a lesson or a skill that now I can go and improve upon and use it going forward and just doing and getting out there and facing the rejection, getting out of my comfort zone and dealing with failure. It's been able to help me hone in on where I want to go and who I want to be in life. And it's, it, it's, it hurts me in a way to see people that are going through the motions that I know don't belong there who are too afraid to go and take the action because they're, afraid of exposing themselves and afraid of what people are going to think and say. And it's, it's just crazy, man. And that's why I really wanted to have you on. Cause I remember meeting you backstage. Uh, that, that was one of my first times really getting immersed in the, the younger community we have in our company when we were top earners back in 2018. And I just remember meeting you, man. I wrote about it in my book. I put a little blurb, but it was just like, I was like, this dude knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly where he wants to go. He's not apologizing to anyone for it because so many people in our industry can be timid or shy. They're like, what if someone tells me no? Or what if, what if someone doesn't want to do what I want to do? And you're just like, fuck it, man. Like that's, that's their problem. It's not about me. It's about them. They're saying no to themselves. And I just loved how, you know, just how real you are and to yourself. Cause you just don't see that enough these days, bro. Mm. And, and I guess it's, it's just come from like, like it didn't, it didn't start like this. And that's why I want, you know, sometimes people will see me now and yeah, I've got my own podcast. I've got, you know, a cool following on Instagram and shit. Like I didn't have Instagram when I started, man. Like, <laughs> like when I started this, I was getting arrested nearly every single weekend. Right. I was an extremely angry guy. had all this like built up crap of this confusion, being someone else for someone, being someone I wasn't to please someone else unconsciously. That's the shit thing. People don't even know they're doing this and they're living this lifestyle and they're fucking miserable. They don't know why until you start really doing the inner work and figuring out what drives you, what your values are. Right. But the whole thing about authenticity just comes, I've just learned it straight from my mentor, David Wood. Right. You know, and I mean him are great friends. We talk all the time and, and uh, I relate so much to him because I think he is literally embodies uh, a, an incredible life. Like he's just such a carefree, happy, wealthy person. And, you know, he talks about that is, you know, how, you know, you, you want to be authentic. 
Like, and he, um, you know, like, and he's definitely brought that out of me. And, and I know it's kind of one of my strengths. It's something I've worked on all the time is, you know, facing your vulnerability and just saying exactly how you're feeling and what you're thinking and, and being so unapologetically you. Cause like, we're all so unique and you know, you're either going to figure it out right now in this podcast, you can make a radical decision right now and go, I'm going to start being exactly me unapologetically, not giving a fine crap what anyone else thinks of me, or you can keep playing it safe, keep whining about the opinions of other people. And then you're going to get to 75, 80 years old and you can look back and go, you know what? Those people that I cared so much about what they will thinking of me, they're not even around anymore. And then you get to the end and you actually think, they were never even thinking about me because they were so worried about themselves. And people get so caught up and so stuck on doing things that they want to do because the fear of other people. And as soon as you can just realize that no one's actually thinking about you. And the more you think that other people are thinking about you, it's actually selfish because the world does not evolve around you. (laughs) We're coming up to the end here. And I want the listeners to have a tangible takeaway in terms of, what they can do for their own mindset or some personal development things they can work on. Maybe part of your routine that you can share because you're a wealth of knowledge. And I know people can probably benefit from whatever you're doing over there in Australia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So first thing head of my podcast, I I just dropped an episode um, this week. I don't know when you guys are going to hear this one, but I did an episode on my morning routine. I really think like if you're going to change anything in your life, mastering your morning routine and you start to see huge shifts and everything. Because like I was saying before, the problem with most people is they just don't think. They wake up and they're on their phone straight away. They're seeing what, what fucking Sally commented on their, on their picture, right? You know, like that they care so much about, you know, so not, like they're in this reactive state all day long and they're in survival mode all day long. And now instead of trying to thrive through their day, they just survive because they're, they're just reactive all day long, right? Just So your subconscious mind's so open in the morning. So you want to really just fill it with some good shit, affirmations and visualizations, meditating, right? So I talk about all that. Um, So really getting into your morning routine is something you could really, really, like if if you're looking for like one thing that's going to start to shift your life, I I could tell you, I could talk for an hour on so many things, but you'll be so overwhelmed to do nothing. But if you get to get off this and do one thing, do a morning routine. If you're already doing one, Go and watch it anyway because I, I, I do some just different things in there that, you know, I just make up myself. And that's what's worked for me. So you might learn something new. Um, but yeah. I love that. And what you said, no screens in the morning. We're doing a 90-day 90 90 action plan. And the number one habit I'm forming is no screen the first hour of the day. Yeah. I have my alarm go off just to make sure I'm up, hit it. No screens, no, no news. No, and that's a whole other tangent we could probably go off on news, no, no cell phones, nothing. I love that. So the last question I want to leave you with, which I'm sure there's so many, so you just got to pick one, but what is the most important lesson you've learned that's come from outside of traditional school that's helped you become successful? I, I, I think the biggest thing would probably, first thing that comes to mind is follow your gut, follow your intuition, get in tune, start making decisions out of your head. It's never going to take you anywhere really good. Um, you know, you make decisions out of three different areas, your head, your heart, and your gut. And we have three brains, believe it or not, right? <clears throat> and so our gut's extremely smart. So really kind of go with, and a lot of times it's not really going to make sense, but really follow your gut. Go with the synchronicities um, in the world. Like, like I, I, have a, I have a coin flip app on my phone. And whenever I'm at a crossroad 
or anything. I just flip a coin and I go with whatever comes up, you know, because that's always just what's meant to be. I'm always just so, you know, you, you hold your vision so tight in your head. The, the road that gets you there is the way that you are meant to go. If you go through struggles, that's, you needed that. It's like, it's like a butterfly cracking out of a cocoon. Here's another story, right? There's like that little boy that saw this butterfly struggling to get out of a cocoon. He's flapping his wing. He thought he was stuck. So he cracked him open and the butterfly fell out and died because the butterfly has to go through that struggle in order to thrive and become a butterfly. So if you're going through shit and you've been through shit, your past does not equal your future. And you, you, and so I would say nothing from the future exists now and nothing from the past exists now, including a hangover, right? So if you're going to go out and drink with the boys at night, you better, you better be sure that you're getting up tomorrow and saying committed to what you said you're going to do, right? So it doesn't exist. So whatever you're going through, embrace it and be grateful for everything, right? Follow your gut, go with it. So that's probably one of the biggest things, like literally just go with it and be so okay with everything is happening perfectly for you. Don't make meaning out of things. That's probably another thing. We'll, we'll go, we'll go. Let's just keep going on the tangent here for a second until I run out of share. But the second biggest thing is don't make meaning out of things, right? Nothing in this life has meaning except for the meaning we consciously give it. I'll say that again. Facts. Nothing has meaning except for the meaning we consciously give it. So every single thought that happens in, in your head, every single thing that happens in your life means nothing except for what you consciously want to make it mean. Now, now you can sit back and go, think back as some, some traumatic events happen in your life, maybe some struggles, some things that happen and think, what did you make it mean? And now how are you acting every single day as a result of what you made that mean? What would happen if you were to go back to that time and rewrite a new story, rewrite a new meaning, an empowering meaning? How would you show up differently now? Right? So not making meaning out of things. If you are going to make meanings, make it a good meaning. Right? So that's another thing. And I'd, I'd say the third thing is really just, be like guard your thoughts guard your thoughts and make sure you know you're not you're not planting you don't have weeds growing in there of just crap and and you're right and just get to work on on guarding your thoughts not letting negative crap come in there so i don't watch news i'm barely even on social media even i'm on social media but i'm there looking at social media because there's just mm-hmm. there's a lot of crap out there um you know so i just be very conscious of you know we we usually watch what we eat right so don't want to get overweight you need to watch what information you consume, right? Because if you consume the wrong shit, you're going to start going down that path. So there's, there's, my, there's my three things I learned after school. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a huge list. I remember finishing up my book and trying to extract all the lessons and I got to like 60 or 70 and I was like, they'll figure it out. They'll get what they need from here because there's so damn many <laughs> men. And, yeah. and I, lo- I love the one you said about intuition because that's what I preach to people. I tell people, does it feel right to you? And if they say yes, I say, go for it. There's no reason mm-hmm. not to. So I love all of that, Morgan. So let's leave everyone with this. This was fantastic. I feel like we got so much value out of this in such a short period of time. Where can people connect with you? Uh, where are you most active on social media? A little bit more about your podcast. Where can people find you? Yeah, I'm on. I'm across all social medias: um, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, Morgan T. Nelson. Uh, I'm probably, you know, Instagram's probably just my my biggest one to really come along for the journey. It's definitely more of my that's, that's my main Instagram's the place to be. Facebook's more of a, it's a different vibe there, you know, but like, yeah, get me on Instagram. Instagram's the best interact with me. Uh, you know, I, I open every message. I apply to every message. Right. I absolutely love 
people, you know, you know, send me a message what you got away from this podcast, right? And tell me one thing that you love about John because he's a, he's a fucking legend as well. So, uh, you know, send me a message there. I love that. And then my podcast is called Dreaming Out Loud with Morgan T. Nelson. So you can find that on iTunes, Spotify, any of the, any of the things. Johnny Boy, we had him on episode, what did we have you on? I think number five. You're number five Early. episode. Early. Yeah, that's a fire one too. So you got to check that out appreciate you Morgan. Yeah, it's it's great. And what you're doing, I love how aligned we are, how similar our visions are with preaching mindset and just really what it takes to go out there and live the life that you want to live and deserve to live. So thank you for taking the time out. I know it's early over there in Australia. You got a packed day. Uh, pleasure as always. Next, whenever this shit is over, man, we got to link up. If I got to come out to Australia is really what needs to happen. But thank you for coming yes. on. And, and guys, if you're listening, uh, the one thing I ask is, if you got value out of today's episode, just share it with someone who needs to hear what Morgan's got to say. And the way we can get this in more people's hands is if you could just leave a rating on the uh, iTunes store, that'd be huge for me. So if you got value, please do that. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you guys. What? Right.